0: This is Comic Shenanigans, episode 865, comic reviews for the week of Wednesday, March 31st. Welcome to the Comic Shenanigans podcast. I'm your host Adam Chapman. This is episode 865. It's some uh, quick releases or sorry, quick reviews of releases from the week of Wednesday, March 31st. Uh, this is. I'm recording this on like, the 11th of April, so this is pretty long past by now. But uh, let's have a quick uh, quick look back, why don't we? Um, I think I actually only read a couple of books. Um, I just wanted to kind of give some quick thoughts as to what, kind of what I thought was going on for that. Actually, you know what? I think I only read one book. You know, I've been waiting all week to record an episode, and I just kept pushing it off. And then somehow I only read one book, so this is be the fastest podcast ever. Uh, books I did not read include Avengers Curse of the Man-Thing. Uh, we got uh, Batman Catwoman number four. I have not been enjoying that book, though. Uh, Beta Ray Bill number one, I'm excited to read that. Uh, Black Hat number four by Jim McKay, I'm loving his take on Black Hat. It's been so much fun, so I'm excited to read it. Uh, Cap America t- 28 by Tana Coates and Leonard Kirk. Uh, Challenge of the Super Sons, uh, King Kingdom Black Ghost Rider number one, Kingdom Black Return of the Valkyries, uh, Silk getting a new ongoing. It feels like years too late, but, you know, I'm glad that they're trying to do something with the character. Uh, Strange Adventures, number 9 of 12. Symbiote Spider-Man, Kingdom Black, number 5. Uh, the Flash, number 768, which is, has Wally West returns, as the fastest man alive, so I guess this is kind of the new direction, and I'm excited that they're doing something. Uh, you got the, the next Batman Second Son, which I ha- have been enjoying. Uh, the Union, number 4. U.S. Agent, number 4. And X-Men 19. Um, so X-Men's really the only one I've, I've really read. Um... I actually really enjoyed this. It was, you know, it's very typical that a lot of it is kind of just like, you know, narration. It's just, you know, one character kind of narrating what happened. Uh, There's no dialogue. Um, We're kind of getting, you know, one character sense of what's going on. We're seeing like a lot of kind of time jumps, things moving forward. It's one of those things where like I enjoy it but it, you can't say it's got a lot of characterization it's got one character's characterization and that's it there's finally some dialogue near the end when you when um, sync stops narrating um but that's about it. And I did find it to be an incredibly engaging and enjoyable issue. I really liked it. Um, I thought it was really interesting. But also I have to admit that you know, I think there's some faults here. Um, I, again, I liked Singh's characterization overall. And I like some of the questions about what this means about his mind and the minds of those who, you know, he goes through an, a, a whole experience. But obviously, you know, he's the only one who makes it back. He's the only one whose mind gets uploaded to Cerebro. Um, And there's a lot of interesting concepts and ideas kind of explored here or not even explored. And then maybe that's the problem is that, you know, there's really cool ideas that are kind of, uh, you know, set up here but we don't necessarily get to see what happens next with them Um, that being said it's enjoyable it's interesting it's fascinating Um, I still don't understand what the hell the vault is um, but I'm excited to kind of see where we go from here I kind of am sad that we're not going to get to see the kind of the the older sink or the older uh, Laura uh, because you know Laura gets taken out and sink dies when he comes back to our timeline uh, or you know escapes from the vault I should say not that he was always kind of in our timelines but just within the accelerated timeline of the vault Um, so I really enjoyed it if that was a great issue, I wish that maybe, I think we could have spent more time in this reality. I mean, considering how much, you know, uh, Powers of Ten focused on a future that ended up not mattering from a reality that we weren't even part of, I feel like this could have done more. Uh, they could have explored more. Um, I would have liked to see actual characterization instead of just one character's perspective. I would have liked to see kind of both characters. Um, so I thought, you know, plot, I, I guess it, with a lot of Hickman stuff, I feel like it, it, it's 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 one of those things where you are not going to realize if it matters until later. So it's kind of the things within context. You're like, well, was this good? I, I mean, it was enjoyable, engaging. Did it mean anything? Does it going to matter later? I don't know. And that's problematic at times when you're trying to talk about a, a monthly comic when you're not even sure. Like, did the unit of entertainment you get was it enjoyable? Yeah, but what does it mean? Does it matter? And maybe things don't have to matter, and maybe that's my own issue I have to, you know, grapple with. You know, not all things have to, quote-unquote, matter. But I feel like when you're doing something like what Hickman's been doing with the X-Men, I feel like it should matter. And I feel like, you know, what was the direction of this? Why did we do this this whole thing into the vault? I don't know if we really have a good answer to that. Um, even them coming out and Sink being the only one who survives coming out and then dying and then getting reborn in his regular body— even that feels like, not like a cop-out, because it's obviously the world they live in now, but, you know, it's an in- I would have been more interested by him surviving and coming back, and what does that mean for his body uh, for the time, you know, he's he's been alive in the vault? I think there's, a, again, there's... And how does that even work with the idea of, like, he's had a lifetime like extra lifetimes of memories, and now that's all just crammed into his regular mind? Like, what does that do to someone when he's been uploaded to the most current version, which is the version that's been hundreds of lives? I'm excited to eventually... And this is probably like a year and a half away. to talk about this on the podcast with, uh, with Nathan Strzok and Paul Scores because there's so many interesting questions here, but they're not answered. And I don't know if they ever will be, but I'm intrigued by some of the, the what, what that means or what it could mean. Anyways, that's really all I'm talking about today, because apparently that's all I read, and I don't even know how that (laughs) somehow happened. Uh, Looking forward to releases from uh, April the 7th, which has already passed. Uh, Some of the books that that came out include Batman, Challenge of the Super Sons, Crime Syndicate, Green Lantern, Man Bat, Suicide Squad, The Swamp Thing, Conan the Barbarian, Excalibur, Immortal Hulk, Marauders, uh, Star Wars The High Republic, uh, King of Black, Avengers, and Venom. Um, So that is our episode. Thanks for uh, listening. You can always email me at comic shenanigans at gmail.com. Write the show on iTunes, subscribe to us on iTunes, also listen to us on Stitcher. And our next episode, which will come out tomorrow, will be a conversation on on the first trade paperback of Excalibur as part of the Dawn of X uh, initiative. So uh, look forward then. Again, comic shenanigans at gmail.com. Rate and review us on iTunes, subscribe to us on iTunes, and listen to us on Stitcher. And we'll catch you next time. Bye-bye.